Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Full disclosure, this is probably about as fired up as I've been on a Friday in a long, long time. Probably going back to the uh, football season. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, we are looking forward to a, a great weekend. And of course, we have a star-studded guest list today over the next two hours. Of course, you're our number one star, though, on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. A lot of reasons to be fired up for this weekend. We got high school, college baseball. We got NBA playoffs. And, oh, yeah, the stars are aligned just right on Saturday. Cinco de Mayo, along with the Kentucky Derby. Is this how I act when there's a big fight? Because it's very annoying. I'll dial it back in the future because you have get, gotten on my nerves this morning. Oh, man, let me tell you this fact about the Kentucky Derby. I don't care, Aaron. So you you put the two head-to-head, Cinco de Mayo and Kentucky Derby. You care more about Cinco de Mayo than you do the Kentucky Derby. I, I don't know. You I, take a, a margarita over a mint julep. Listen, again, I'll say what I said yesterday. I think the Kentucky Derby is cool if you can bet on the races. Yeah. Did you figure that out yet? I'm working on it. I think you I've said got that it. yesterday. I, I don't figure. believe you when it comes to figuring stuff out. Yeah, when it comes to technology. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm just like, you're going to end up just watching. And then I informed Jake, and we looked it up. Uh, the coverage on NBC starts at 1.30. Post time around uh, 5.30 or so for the Kentucky Derby. And you got way too excited about that. Best pregame show in the business, the Kentucky pregame, pre-race show. Pre-show. Yeah. It may even be better li- than the TNT show. Oh, now we might Now we might be getting caught in the moment just a little bit. You have been, and y- you, you were sitting here thinking, you know what? Maybe the K- Kentucky Derby is better than the yeah, Masters. I, Aaron, you're a Randy I, Moss fan? Yes. Huge Randy Moss fan. That's the only guy I know from the team, but hey. <laughs> Bob Baffert? You know Bob Baffert? The owner, yes. Yes. And you know Rick Mocklin? How long has Rick Mocklin been joining us on the show? Our horse racing expert. Three, well, four years. Well, this is the third year that you've sent me the song, which means yes. it'll be the fourth year we've played it. <laughs> he made a song for American Pharaoh. How's that? Uh, oh, yeah. Excellent. excellent. Uh, get fired up, Jake. I'm sorry. Who else I, is fired up there? You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. On the bucket list, where is the Kentucky Derby, and how cool would it be if you were going to the races this weekend? And that's where I was going with this, yeah. because you were sitting here like, ah, I think it might be better than the Masters. That's getting caught up in the moment. Yeah. Well, just there's a lot of different reasons why first of all the atmosphere and we know how great the masters is but can you imagine just being with that many people once you get in there uh be able to hang out be able to gamble be able to have an adult beverage or two and get, being dressed up and get dressed up a little that bit. is not a positive <laughs> that is a negative <laughs> all right you might make one point there the first and probably the last on okay. the show uh, where do you want to go with headlines? Because we've got a number of them. Uh, you want to go high school baseball first? Sure. Uh, I was at the OCS Catholic game last night. It was a long one. Um, Catholic actually upset OCS 8-7 to seven in eight innings last night. Now, this game was it, – it, it featured bad baseball. I'll say that. There was a lot of um, routine plays that were – not executed by both teams, and, I th- and and both coaches will tell you that. Um, the thing about OCS is we knew going in that they didn't have the dominant pitching staff. 
that they usually have. We talked about it yesterday. They, they didn't. Their defense wasn't as strong as it usually is. But we we talked so much about how great that offense is, how great that starting lineup is, one through nine. It's tough to tough to beat this team. Well, when you strand sixteen base runners over eight innings, it's going to be tough to overcome that, especially when you're not making the routine plays. And look, Catholic gave them a lot of opportunities, and that's the first thing Coach Parker said last night is. You know, we, we had so many opportunities, we didn't take advantage of it. Now, it might sound like, you know, gloom and doom right now, but just go back to last year. They were down 1-0 in the corner finals mm. at OCS, and they came back and they won the doubleheader on Saturday, which is what they have to do this year. So, you know, if you're, if you're in the dumps about OCS losing game one, you know, just think back one short year ago. I mean, they, they came back and – and a lot of those kids that came back last year on this team this year. So I certainly wouldn't count OCS out since they lost game one, but got to play better than that, and they know that. A little twist to the series, the fact that uh, it will resume on Saturday and not on Friday. Yes. Other games of interest yesterday, we, we talked extensively about the situation in 1A where it's just a win or go home. Mm-hmm. Oak Grove. Unfortunately, what were they, a number three seed forced to go on the road in the quarterfinals, and their season comes to an end to Maryville. LaSalle, the number one seed in 1A, win or go home, they go on the road and play Delta Charter, and Delta Charter pulls the upset and does it in convincing fashion. Yes, they did. Uh, qu- quite a shock there to see them, what was it, 9-2, to I believe? Yeah, what a win for Delta Charter. And uh, Winfield, unfortunately, their season also comes to an end. Northeast Louisiana taking a hit. It is. <clears throat> it is not. Uh, it's not started off well. Let's just say that. Uh, we got a number of games uh, tonight, and of course, a couple of guests to break down the matchups in the state quarterfinals coming up later in the show. NBA playoffs. <laughs> so, who said LeBron could not carry the Cavaliers past Toronto, or could not carry them to an Eastern Conference championship? And who said Kevin Love was done? I said he's not going to carry them to an Eastern Conference championship. I didn't say anything about Toronto. Right. Um, but I will say this. You know, the, the first game was more so about how Toronto blew it. This game was more about how great LeBron is. I mean, he was hot. He made some shots. These fadeaway 20-some footers, you're just like, how did that possibly go in? On the scale of difficulty, you put it right up there at nine and a half, ten, off the charts. He had 43 points, and here's a good stat. He made seven fadeaway jumpers, which is tied for most by any players in a playoff game since 2002. So he was fantastic. And it was one of those heat check. He had heat check moment after heat check moment, and he continued to make those ridiculous shots. Uh, He ended up with uh, 43 points, 19 of 28 from the field. And then much maligned Kevin Love. There is a Kevin Love sighting. He plays 35 minutes, and he was pretty darn good. He ends up with 31 points. When's the last time you could say that? Uh, Quite a while. Throws in 11 rebounds also. Yeah. Nice win for uh, Cleveland, and uh, Toronto just has to be dejected. Oh, I think they were after game one. You know, I I think blowing game one, they were dejected. And then last night, the King just showed out, and he, Kevin Love decided to play, too. Trust the process in Philadelphia. They are now down two to nothing to Boston in that series. Man. This is a head-scratcher because, you know, I think if people could go and re-vote on Rookie of the Year, I think it would go to Donovan Mitchell after last night. Ben Simmons, for for the whole season, got away with not having a jump shot. Last night, he goes 0 for 4 with one point. This was after he had a bad game one. Ben Simmons was so bad last night that, T.J. McConnell replaced him, and the team actually made a rally with T.J. McConnell in there. This stat line is incredible for Ben Simmons. 31 minutes, 0 for 4 from the field, did not take a three-point shot, 1 for 2 from the free-throw line. He did collect uh, five rebounds, seven assists, but one total point. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did see a lot of people on Twitter mocking him. Of course, Wilt Chamberlain, when he scored 100 points, they had the ball with 100 on it. They had a shot of uh, Ben Simmons with the ball, and it said one. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but seriously, you just got to continue to tip your cap to Brad Stevens. I mean, who would have thought 
that throwing Horford and Smart at Simmons would cause him to evaporate like this. I mean, he's he's evaporated like uh, a certain movie I just yeah. saw. No okay. spoilers. <laughs> That's horrible, man. Is that an inside P- joke? Most people get oh, okay. that. Most people watch that movie. I know you're not into it. So there's the NBA and uh, high school uh, playoffs recap. Uh, what are the other headlines you have on this Friday night? Oh, well, Matt Ryan is going to the bank. Got a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Thirty million dollars per year. Yeah, he will turn thirty-three on uh, in May later this month, entering the final year of a five-year, hundred and three point seven million dollar extension. So now he gets this deal that puts him up there. Uh, as the top uh, highest-paid quarterback in the league. Uh, he surpasses uh, Kirk Cousins, who previously had the average of uh, $28 million. Then you got Garoppolo making about $27.5 and uh, Stafford at $27 million. So how long is it before Aaron Rodgers goes to the bank? Oh, right? very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, the other news, of course, uh, they had a big uh, ceremony there in Dallas for Jason Witten, and he gets a nice parting gift. <laughs> A bedazzled football. I've always wanted a football that has diamonds all around it. I'm sure you have. Jerry Jones made sure he pointed out to Jason Witten's uh, wife, those are real. <laughs> what do you do with that? Like what? <laughs> you don't go in the backyard and play with it. No, That's what you don't no, do. No, you don't give it to your kids. No. <laughs> so you would turn it down. I wouldn't turn it down. You'd be at the pawn shop. I take it to the pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we just assume that uh, Witten is a first-team Hall of Fame ballot, right? Well, that's the thing. You opened my eyes this yeah. morning. Oh, really? Because that's a first. Yeah, that is first. You you said he's not a first uh, ballot home Hall of oh, Famer, and yeah. I said, "Why You're crazy? He? Yeah, yeah I, I just assume he would be. Why Why wouldn't he be? Well, you make the comparisons to Sharp, and of course, it took him a couple year uh, ballots to get in, and then you look at Thomas overall. I mean, not Thomas, but uh, Witten overall, two time All Pro, but of course, zero rings. Yes. And then you look at also who else will be perhaps in his class among first-time Hall of Fame ballots. Uh, Joe Thomas will be there. You mm-hmm. think he's got to be a first-timer. Mm-hmm. And what happens if Adrian Peterson finally decides to retire this year? And what happens if Darrell Revis decides to retire this mm-hmm. year? What happens if Antonio Gates decides let's to retire see, this let's year? see Gates goes over Witten yeah. for sure. Hmm. Yeah. He's, he's not uh, an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll get in at some point. Uh, Peter King, probably a first-time Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, big news from that, from Sports Illustrated. After 29 years, he is stepping down. He has now signed an exclusive deal with NBC. Yeah, this makes me sad. I, I, I enjoyed reading Monday Morning Quarterback. I enjoyed reading you know Peter King for years. Uh, you don't think they'll just rebrand it and have something else? Where it won't be Monday Morning Quarterback. Uh, it will be King's Corner or something? I've Probably, but you said he was stepping back a little bit. Yeah. How much is he going to work? Is he going to be like the guys who go to the podcast, <laughs> which you make fun of? Make fun of Peter King, Aaron. Is that what I sound like? Yeah. yeah. It's just annoying. Uh, it's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Painters. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Got a pretty good uh, star-studded list today of guests. Mark Sims, Sterlington's head coach, will join us at 7.15. So we look forward to the Panthers in the state quarterfinals. We'll go through the entire brackets. Also, coming up at 7.45, one of our best guests of the year. Our horse racing correspondent, Rick Mocklin, will join us. If you want to win some money, you need some extra cash, this is the guy you have to listen to. 7.45. Mark it down. This guy has a lot of height. You've built him up so well. He'll deliver. And he'll he'll actually do a mock call if you'd like. And you could throw your name in. If you had a horse, Jake, what would you name your horse? Yeah, work on that. Aaron Dietrich. Aaron's Aces. We already got that. Not didn't work out so well. Okay. Uh eight fifteen, we're gonna talk a little LHSA overall, the divide. Select, non select. Todd Black has been on the show before. He's crunched the numbers. He'll give us some details on what it's meant for spring sports. He's coming up at 8.15. 
Mitch Thomas. He's way down south as his Chiefs continue to get ready for the 4A state quarterfinals. West Washington's head coach will join us at 8.30. And Joey Trappe joins us for his weekly visit at 8.30. Oh, boy, I'm glad this text came in. Quint, I passed a K&OE vehicle last night with Guy Ferrari driving it. LOL. Do you ever get tired of the Guy Ferrari jokes? Is that Tommy Tharp? <laughs> 888-993-7762. Also, later in this show, we'll get into a Screaming A. He's got a new gig. What is wrong with the broadcasting world? Ooh. And ESPN Sports Center, six, the ratings are up. The ratings are up. Yes. Play Travis is having a field day. What does that say about the previous show that was in that time slot? Mm-hmm. 888-993-7762. We're back at it. When I jumped out. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want. At Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Grab another cup of coffee. And keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Moore, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Now on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line, another one of our horse racing correspondents, one of our experts, Mark Sims from Stuarton. Oh, yeah, he's the Panthers head baseball coach, too. Coach Sims, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Good morning, guys. Man, uh, I've known you for a long time now, but it was recently revealed to me I did not realize how big of a horse racing fan you are. I'm trying to get Jake on board. Can you put into words how big a weekend this is with the Kentucky Derby, Cinco de Mayo, and, oh, yeah, quarterfinal playoff baseball? Oh, man, you know, some things take precedence over others. And, uh, you know, to, the Kentucky Derby is just the beginning of the, you know, the, the racing season. So, you know, some things have to be put on the back burner. See, Jake, he's rolled his eyes over here, Coach. I am, Coach. I'm rolling my eyes. All right. How, when did you get involved in horse racing, and what draws you to, so much to it, Coach? Uh, it probably goes back to, man, 20-something years ago when I was playing ball, and, uh, and you know, you put, the, you put the races on in the in the clubhouse when you had the derby and them on. Everybody would, you know, throw a couple of dollars down, take a betting on the horse, whatever, and you just, just got into it pretty good, and then uh, – you know, the first time you ever go to the track and see them run live, man, you just get, you know, it's, it's addicting to watch them, uh, watch them big jokers come around. And when I was down in Hanville, I had a good friend of mine, uh, Chuck Oob, who would, uh, you know, he was a big guy, and we went down to the fairgrounds a couple times with him and, and uh, just loved it. And, uh, you know, last summer, finally got back into going and, and driving over Louisiana Downs and watching them and, and uh you know, it's just one of the things you like doing, and uh, it's just it's very enjoyable. All right, the hardest question you're going to be asked all weekend. Game seven of a World Series or a trip to the Kentucky Derby, which would you take? <laughs> oh, man, who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
I don't know. That's tough, man. You know, you go fight a hundred something thousand people in the Kentucky Derby. I'm not that big of a crowd guy, so I would have to pick Game Seven of the World Series. But you had to think about it, though. Oh yeah, I mean, I just you know I was sitting there watching a uh, little deal let it go before I left the house, and there's I mean you know over a hundred something thousand people crammed in to try to. You know, I said, I don't, I ain't me. I, I you know, uh, I'd probably, I'd rather have more fun watching on TV. And you wouldn't want to get all dressed up, right? No, I couldn't put the big hat on. You know, I, no, I, I'm not a big hat guy. So. <laughs> all right, I promise we got some baseball questions coming up, but uh, we got to ask you, uh, who's going to win this Kentucky Derby? Break it down for us. Uh, right now, um, I'm leaning toward Audible. Um, just looking at a few of the back times on it you know he's got a little bit better times than than a couple of other ones justifies the favorite right now um but he's only ran like three races uh, i know he you know he won the big derby race there about a month a month ago without santa anita but uh i'm leaning audible uh, the big guy coming over from uh mendelson coming over from overseas you know a lot of people have been talking about him but uh aaron i don't I think he's going to bolt to the lead. I just don't think he can hang on. So right now I'm leaning audible. And uh, Magnum Moon's also got to be put in there. Uh, you know, if you want to put any of their exactors and super effectives, you got to put Magnum Moon and Justify in there. Jake is just impressed with your knowledge. He did not expect this on this Friday morning. No, I did not. <laughs> We got we got to break him in right, Aaron. We got we got to uh, right. I know, I know. All right, uh, you also been doing the scout report on your opponent for the state quarterfinals. You may have a little a bit of a scheduling difficulty unless you guys take care of business. What's it look for the quarterfinals for the Panthers this weekend? Uh, it's just going to be a good weekend. Uh, Erath is uh, is is a very good team. Uh, you know the record. You know eighteen and thirteen, but records don't matter. Uh, you know just just. You know, you can throw all that out. You know, we beat them earlier in the year, but that's also misleading. It was 7-7 seven to seven going into the bottom of the sixth, the third game in a tournament. And, uh, you know, look, I tell people all the time, too, look, these, you know, everybody's got kids that work hard. You know, it means something to them. Uh, you know, nobody wants to pack their stuff up and go home. And, you know, these guys are coming up here on a mission also. And, uh and they've got they've got a, a couple of good seniors there, and it's going to be a couple of good battles. Uh, you know, I think we're going to be okay tonight to get to get the game in tomorrow. I think you know the rain's been I've been watching uh, watching the weather a lot, so uh, if we can beat the rain and get these games in, hopefully we can get this thing done and, and get to the recliner in time to tip on the race. But um, they're they're a worthy opponent. Um, I mean, look, they you know they've got uh, they've got a good arm. And, uh, and they're a real scrappy bunch. When we played them earlier, they weren't intimidated by us. So I'm, I'm looking for a couple of real good ball games. You had a uh, snoozer in the first round against Wasman. Then you take care of business versus uh, Pine Prairie. They were a number 16 seed. You got the best of them at Panther Park. Were you happy about how you played in the regional against them? I thought we pitched and played defense really well. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes you get, you know, when you're throwing up those zeros like that, you may get a little relaxed, but. Uh, I think we got away from what we do at the plate a little bit. Um, you know, we didn't execute some bunts, and, and, and we didn't we didn't hit. We, we got out of what we were comfortable doing. Uh, and Bucky and I have been on them pretty good this week about staying with our with our correct approach. And uh, you know, so I, I really think we're going to come out and have a real good weekend of swinging the bat. I mean, I think we're uh, guys were a little eye opener, a little shocked at you know what happened. Uh, but like I said, you're not going to score 10, 12 runs a game. It just doesn't happen this week in the playoffs. But uh, we only stuck out, I think, two or three times the whole weekend. But but our approach to, to how we hit the ball was a little bit off. And um, But I think we got that corrected. I'm looking for a big weekend. You feature a potent offensive lineup, but, of course, uh, your pitching has been outstanding. Who gets the start tonight? Uh, we're going with Rudd. We're going we're gonna to do what we do. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of talk between uh, Bucky, Ben, and I about you know, you know, maybe maybe doing a little bit different. But uh, but you know, we're going to do what we do. I think we're in a little comfortable spot now with Trey going game one. Uh, Adam can always come in if needed, and uh, and we get Adam and uh, Zach Jones, Denman, Taylor Martins. Uh, you know, got, we got a we got a, a load of them for tomorrow. But we need Trey to step up big tonight. All right, here's the question. If the number nine seed extends this series or perhaps Mother Nature comes into play, 
Will you be recording the Kentucky Derby, and will you make sure nobody uh, gives you a spoiler alert? I, I might get a stomach virus or something. I don't know, man. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wearing good hands with Bucky and Ben over here. They can take care of this. Uh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be recorded no matter what. Uh, I'll, I'll get it recorded. and uh, But hopefully, I think from what I saw this morning, I think by about 11, 12 o'clock, you know, tomorrow morning it should be out of here. We're scheduled to go off at 1, um, you know, and uh, if, if we really get worse than what we expected, uh you know, I've talked to Terry Ely about maybe even uh, the possibility of moving up to the turf field if if something goes goes bad. So we're going to get these things in uh, tonight and tomorrow, and uh, and one of us will be moving on to Sulphur, and one of us will be uh, getting ready for graduation next week. All right, just for the record, I got you down Audible. That is your pick, correct? And the Panthers. Audible and the Panthers, yep. Go ahead and uh, daily double those jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. We'll yell at you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, Aaron. Man, I, I'm uh, speechless. Yes. I can't believe he is that into horse racing. Uh, this is great uh, suggestion by Gary, uh, the ring cleaner over here, Ringo. That'd be a great name for your horse. So he wants uh, Rick to make a call with uh, Aaron's Aces ring cleaner in Tabermania. 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 <laughs> a fine group of studs. Yeah, that's, that's a collection of studs there. No doubt. Uh, we could probably make that happen. That'll happen uh, at around 7.45 or so. Do we go Michael. ring cleaner or ring go? Oh, I don't know. That's you. These Your are the decisions. hard decisions we make. All right, also in the baseball playoffs, we got West Washita. They are a number five seed. They are on the road this weekend. They are squaring off against South Lafouche. You will hear from uh, Mitch Thomas coming up at 8.30. We'll mention Sterlington in 3A. They are the top seed. You like their chances, don't you, Jake? I do. I really do. And plus, hearing the way he's talking – I mean, they must have had some good BP sessions this week. Mm-hmm. Vidalia, the number nine seed, they'll try to pull the upset versus Kinder. Uh, in two-way, we mentioned the fact that uh, Winfield season comes to an end. Uh, no, they actually lost the first game. That is a best-of-three series. So Winfield's still in this thing against the number three seed, Welsh. Delta Charter, this is one and go home, of course, win or go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take care of business versus LaSalle, the number one seed. And, unfortunately, Oak Grove also loses to Northeast Louisiana has just a Delta Charter now in the hunt for a title. Schubert will be going on the road. They'll score off against Hornbeck. The Aggies are the number four seed. They will be traveling to the number 12 seed in Class B. Summerfield will be at home as a number three seed. They will score off against Reeves. That is in the Class C bracket. Uh, Claiborne Christian, of course, uh, now gets ready for the semifinals in class division four and we mentioned of course uh, ocs in that best of three series against catholic pc they lose game one that series resumes on saturday good stuff uh let's take a timeout coming up next what do we got going on let me look at my list uh we got a lot of different headlines we got a free segment yeah so this is your chance to weigh in at eight at eight nine nine three seven seven six two we got some more headlines to go through the morning drive on sports talk 97 7 back after this Get your crawdaddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your crawdaddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5- and 10-pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats, and you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Once again, uh, Aaron Jake Martin dropping the ball. No Astros update 30 minutes into the show. They are our team. Ask and you shall receive. Yankees defeated the Astros 6-5. Yankees scored three runs in the ninth inning. Ouch. I've seen, we've seen that quite a bit uh, this series between the Yankees and the Astros. Yankees score a good amount of runs later on in the game. The bullpen for the Astros just isn't coming through. That ought to make Gary happy. Yes. There's your Astros update. The comprehensive and plus, coverage he likes, you anticipate. He likes the Yankees, too, I think. Yeah, that's what I said. Make him happy. Uh, Quint says, where's the teller at? This horse racing is terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Preach. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Other headlines on this Friday. Uh, well, we forgot to mention New York Knicks. They got their new head coach. They hired David Fisdale uh, from Memphis. You remember him for Take That for Data, that guy. Hmm. Um, and that's who they targeted. So they got Splashy their guy. hire. I think so. I I think he NBA was NBA coaches. It's so much different I than know. the college game because they're so not the face different. of the program, the face of the franchise. It they're is just like ho hum. Just don't get in the way. Basically, you you if you don't notice them, they're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Like you only really hear about them when they're doing an awful job, or if they're doing an extraordinary job like Brad Stevens. Mm. You know, Brad Stevens. <laughs> I mean. I mean, think about it. And listen, we mentioned the fact that they don't have um, Hayward yeah. and uh, and Kyrie Irving, but they also Jalen Brown played last night, but he's still not a hundred percent, and he didn't play in game one, and they won game one without Jalen Brown, who, by the way, everyone thought you know was a dumb pick in the draft, and he turned out to be a great pick for them. You remember when he was coming out of Baylor, the whole, not Baylor, out of Butler, the whole conversation was, yeah, he did some remarkable things there. He was fantastic. But, you know, come on. He's going to the Boston Celtics. Can he coach in that league? I mean, everyone had their questions, but I thought I, I thought I saw more positive, more excitement about him coming yeah, in. He's incredible. He's awesome. Man. And if he ever gets a full deck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Imagine if Jalen Brown was healthy. Imagine if they had the other two all-stars. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, what were we? T- oh yeah, I mean, everybody talks about Philadelphia and of course their future. But I mean, I mean, if they don't get the Celtics this year, are they going to be able to get them next no. year? <laughs> no, no, sir. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, Stevens has proven that he can game plan with the deck that he has. I mean, th- who would have ever thought about putting Horford on Ben Simmons? Seriously, I mean, j- that just sounds dumb on paper, and it's worked. It has worked. Ben Simmons has not been – I mean, he, he looks like uh, – I think uh, Bill Simmons tweeted this last night. He looks like L- LSU Ben Simmons in March. Oh. Like he just looks out of sorts and just not engaged at all. Maybe he thinks he's playing the NIT. Oh, no, they turned that down. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are better to just let die. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was one headline. Uh, another headline that I, I found interesting. So the Raiders reportedly infuriated some teams with one of their draft picks. Mm. This is an interesting story. I'm trying. The Mercury News has this story. So Matt Miller of Bleach Report actually, I think he was the one who actually um, did the work on this. But they selected Maurice Hurst, the talented um, defensive lineman for – uh, Michigan, you know, heard so much about him in his college football career. But, you know, who was initially thought to be a first-round pick, his draft stock plummeted. And the reason why was because of the health concerns. The NFL Combine, when he tested there, it revealed that he had a heart condition. Mm. And so a lot of teams passed up on him because, you know, they didn't I'll, – I'll read you this exact quote from Matt Miller. It says executives and coaches from more than 10 teams seem to feel Hurst's condition would prevent him from playing in the NFL. And so I think a lot of, if you're going by this report, a lot of people were upset the Raiders selected Hurst in the fifth round, said it was an irresponsible pick, 
and uh, felt it would not be best for Hurst to, to put him in that environment, to, for him to ever put a helmet on, really. Hmm. But 20, the Raiders, Well, that means what 22 other teams did not have that diagnosis, though. He said 10, of course, had that diagnosis. Yeah, well, this is just 10 that he talked to. Oh, okay. But uh, the Ra- he also has in here that the Raiders and Hurst both agree he'll be able to play, and Raiders general manager Reggie McKenzie told reporters this week that he's good. He does have a heart condition, but it's a condition that he'll get checked every year. But right now he's good. And then Hurst came back and said, I was a little surprised just because I was cleared through Harvard and Michigan, but every team can't bring you in and do their own test and formalize their own opinion. I'm blessed to be a Raider. Mm. Interesting story. Hopefully it pans out for him. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, and, of course, we look forward to a big matchup tonight. Uh, we've got the Warriors and the Pels. Can they stay alive? And, of course, down 2 nothing in this series, a must-win game for them on their home court. No doubt. And I was on uh, Instagram yesterday just kind of scrolling through, and there was an ad for, by the Pelicans, and it was just showing Draymond getting tangled up with Anthony Davis, and it was just saying, now they have to come to New Orleans. And that got me so fired up. I was like, well, this is great marketing by the Pelicans. Because that's what that's what we all want to see. We want to see Draymond Green come into New Orleans. We want to see him get booed out of the building. And I listen, aside from that, if you look at the game, I, I still think the Pelicans can compete with this team. I think we, we saw that in game two. I thought the Pelicans played really well on defense. It's just, listen, you're playing Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. They're going to be hot. They're going to hit shots. It's just going to happen. Uh, two of the best shooters on the planet. That said, you know, I, I still thought they played well on defense. I still liked the tempo because every time the Warriors would get some momentum, the Pelicans were right back down the floor scoring points. And listen, the big thing here is they should get the calls in New Orleans. They haven't been getting them in Golden State. The discrepancy at the free throw line is atrocious, and I think it will be corrected, hopefully, in New Orleans. I think New Orleans will start to get those calls, and if you you know balance that out with, with, with free throws, I think the Pelicans have a chance to, mm-hmm. to win one or two games here. And the beauty of it, as it shifts away from Golden State to New Orleans, now having the home court, you get a decent tip time. What, 7 o'clock tonight? 7 o'clock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pels, Warriors, predictions, 888-993-7762. Other headlines, you want the good or the bad news uh, involving ESPN? <laughs> uh, let's go with the good news first. All right, how about uh, Sports Center 6? The ratings are up oh. from last year. That's good. So what does that say if the ratings are up after they got rid of the other show that was during that time frame? And now is ESPN throwing Jamil and Michael Smith under the bus? By saying that they have yeah. higher I'm, ratings? I'm trying to find the quote It's here. very strange that, and I'll, I'll give some love to Clay Travis because he did say this, and I thought it was a good point. He said, and what other you know, job would you see people perform like this and – their ratings be what they were, and then, you know, you, after them, the ratings increase, mm. yet they still are employed by that company. They're up 9% over last year in April. Here's the statement from ESPN Vice President of Network Content, David Roberts. He probably collects a nice paycheck. So here's his statement. Shocking news. The 6 p.m. Sports Center is focused on including breaking news as well as the emphasis on setting the table for the night in sports. The response from viewers has been fantastic as April's increases indicate an appetite for coverage of the biggest stories in sports. Woohoo! Earth shattering. Like they just reinvented the wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so silly, man. Like you mean to tell me that Oh, you're gonna talk sports? You mean to tell me y'all wanted this all along? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll talk more about sports. Yeah. I, I really don't watch it, so I don't know how it's changed yeah. or, or what, but apparently people are liking what they're seeing. All right. Uh, that is certainly good news for ESPN. So they make uh, strides, and, of course, they basically throw uh, Jamil and Michael Smith under the bus. And then the news comes out that for their show going into the NBA Finals, they're going to do a, a sports center. So who do they make as not the guy that's going to provide commentary but will be the lead host of this pregame final show? Screaming A. How does this happen? 
Uh, they just going all in with screaming A or what? I guess. Um, but this was what bothered me. Like, I don't care, honestly. But this quote got under my skin. Screaming A. I'm incredibly excited about it, and we all know how much I love the NBA, how synonymous, synonymous I am to the NBA. So it's all aligned. I could not have asked for a more perfect role for me, so I'm incredibly happy about it. Him saying he's synonymous with the NBA, what an arrogant quote. <laughs> this just in. Stephen A. is arrogant. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Get out of here. <laughs> so there you go. He will be uh, hosting the uh, – lead into the NBA Finals. I don't know why they just didn't put Van Pelt out there. Uh, they certainly did that yesterday following the Cavaliers game, and he handled it uh, magnificently. And, of course, it would, you know, he could bring more attention to his show, of course, coming up later on. It only would make sense, but what do I know? What do you know is right. I want to tell you this, though. Last night, flipping around, the Cornhole Championships were on from the Mirage. The ESPN Ocho? Yes. It was actually on ESPN2. Whoa. And we were always curious about these Cornhole Championships. Would there be drinking involved when you were playing it or participating in an elite event like this? <laughs> At the professional level? There was literally a table next to it, and in between their throws, they would go and have a sip or two. <laughs> Not a sport. And there was not a sport. There was there was taunting involved too. (laughs) Not a high fives. Uh, Some of them wore athletic shorts, and one of them had like a wife beater shirt on. Uh, One guy came out there in his blue jeans. And for the record, there was at least a hundred, hundred and fifty people there in the crowd uh, watching the cornhole championship. How many jorts were out there? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Oh, brother. Uh, college baseball this weekend. We'll get into this more uh, later in the show. Big weekend. First on the diamond for late Texas. If they go to El Paso, they win two games. They're going to win a regular season conference championship. On the, the men's side, they have met a lot more series and games to go. Uh, LSU versus Arkansas. This should be an intriguing se- uh, series. ULM back at home. Louisiana Tech also at home versus Middle Tennessee. And Grambling goes on the road to take on Texas Southern. 888-993-7762. Coming up after the break, Jake has been looking forward to this interview in this segment for quite some time. Our horse racing expert, Rick Mocklin, joins us after the break. If you want to make some cash this weekend, this is the segment you need to hear. It's coming up after the break. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camp, bike, paddle, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer. From the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. I'm American Federal. You love what you see. Don't come hanging around my bar. 
Sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. How that did not go to the top of the charts, I have no idea. But man, that is a sweet song. And of course, the guy that did it, he is our horse racing expert, and quite frankly, one of the best guests that we have on throughout the season, throughout the year. Rick Mocklin joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Rick, how you been, bud? Man, I am good. I am excellent. Things couldn't be better right now. And of course, as you you mentioned it's our time of year to talk about horses. The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, and everybody's really excited about this field because this 20-horse field, you've got a few horses that absolutely can win. So we always say it's a wide-open race. This year, I think it's probably more wide-open than it's been in a long time. Rick, before we get into the, this race and who we should plunk our money down on, I got a couple oddball questions for you. But first, okay. how many years we've been doing this now? You've been on four or five years? It's at least four or five years. I was announcing at Louisiana Downs yeah. when we started doing it. And since then, I've kind of retired from the racetrack. And <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, I've turned into what people call a starving artist. I'm playing music now and doing that on a full-time basis and uh, good thing I made my living and saved my money through horse racing to be able to do what I'm doing now because, man, I tell you what, unless you can make it big, there's uh, there's not a lot of money out there in the music business. <laughs> All right, uh, my co-host over here, Jake, uh, you know, we did a thing, Top Ten, uh, a couple of weeks ago on our bucket list, and I believe I had uh, the Kentucky Derby at number two. He scoffed at me. He had it nowhere near his Top Ten. Tell us why the Kentucky Derby needs to be on people's bucket list. Well, the Kentucky Derby is the ultimate experience in horse racing. It's a time where even the casual racing fan becomes a big fan of racing. It's a full day of pageantry. Um, it's, It's very hard to explain. I've only been to the Derby one time, and I've been to the Derby one time by choice. It is a day that there are a lot, a lot of people at the racetrack, and there's a lot of time between races. But it, uh, it, it's just, it's the pinnacle of thoroughbred racing. It, uh, you get to see all of the major players all in one place. All of the celebrities, all of the stars are there in one place. So it's a day when everybody comes to focus on the horses. I would think that you, you really have to be some type of fan of horse racing to enjoy the day because it is a very, very long day. But it's a great experience, and I agree with you, Aaron. I think everyone needs to experience that at least one time. There's always that question. How much money, how much coin do you have to have to have one of these horses? Wow. I did an article one year about what it costs an owner to do this. Well, first of all, the purchase price of a horse, that's insignificant because everybody thinks you've got to pay a ton of money to have a horse to reach the Kentucky Derby. Over the years, it's been proven that you don't. But you've got to be lucky as an owner and a trainer to get to the Kentucky Derby. Now, a trainer like Bob Baffert, he's going to get the best two-year-olds to prep them, Todd Pletcher in New York, Baffert again in in California. They're going to get the best crop of two-year-olds to develop to get to the Derby. But as an owner, it is a lot, a lot of money because it costs a lot of money to enter into the race. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I don't have in front of me, and I don't remember what the figures exactly were, but it's a significant amount of money that you have to pay to enter into the race and then to actually run in the race. And then most of the owners... They want to bring an entourage with them when they go to Churchill Downs. So it, uh, it's not an event.
for anyone with short pockets, that's for sure. Rick, you've been associated or were associated with horse racing for so long, wearing a lot of different hats. How close were you to being connected to a horse that made it to the Kentucky Derby? I know you said you only went one time uh, to get the thrill of that experience. Well, a couple of years ago when I did have Randy Romero's book, I, I worked for Randy Romero, who is a Hall of Famer. We had won a prep race for the Kentucky Derby, uh, the Illinois Derby, which was run at Sportsman's Park in Chicago, which is no longer around. It was a half a million dollar race. It was a prep for the Derby. We had ridden a horse called Natural Selection for Buckram Oak Farm. The trainer was Muhammad Mubarak. He decided to pass the Kentucky Derby and run in the Belmont because he thought natural selection was bred to go the mile and a half distance. I thought we were going to run in a derby. We did not. So I've never had a jockey that has run, rode a horse into Kentucky Derby. We did ride the Belmont. And turning for home in the Belmont, we were on the lead. And that feeling was unbelievable, but it quickly turned to, oh, well, maybe next time because we kind of faded down the stretch. But as an agent, as a jockey, as an owner, as a trainer, that's what your goal is, to participate in the Kentucky Derby itself. So I was unable to do that, but I was in one of the Triple Crown races with Randy Romero. And I, and I got to say, you know, working for Randy Romero, Randy rode some of the best horses in the country. Um, I had Randy in what I would call the twilight of his career, but he was still very competitive, still rode a number of good horses, but we never did make it to the Derby. The stars are aligned just right. We have Kentucky Derby Cinco de Mayo. Uh, you take a margarita or, or a mint julep? I take a margarita. <laughs> I tell you, I think mint juleps, in my opinion, are the worst-tasting drinks in the world. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a tradition, and people drink them just because it uh, it's associated with the derby. But, man, I'd rather go for a margarita any day. All right, before we get into this race and break it down, we have this conversation, it feels like, every year. This is when people tune in and are all in on horse racing. What can they do to, of course, get that hook and keep continue people interested in this sport throughout the year? Well, right now, horse racing is in a little bit of a transition type of period where we need to market the sport to everyone. Um I don't know exactly what the answer is, but what we do hope is that people who do tune in to Triple Crown races, because over the next few weeks you're going to have the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont. And then, of course, we've got um, the Pegasus from Gulfstream Park, which is a huge race, and then Breeders' Cup races. So we hope that people tune in to those kind of races and get attracted to horse racing where they start to follow it. Um, Lately, over the last bunch of years, that really has not been the case. But, man, we, we still hope that it can – we need to market it to younger people and get them interested. But one of the complaints about horse racing is that there's too much time between races and it can get a little boring between races. But um, it's a great sport. It's a great sport. I was hooked on it. From a very, very young age, and I've been fortunate to make my living in this sport all of my adult life, so I just wish people would pay closer attention to horse racing and give it a shot. That's all we need is a shot. All right, let's break down this field, and let's start with uh, Gail Benson's uh, horse. It'd be a heck of a story, of course, with what that family has gone through. Uh, Lone Sailor, 50-1 to 1 odds. What do you think about Lone Sailor and Gail Benson in this race? I think Lone Sailor definitely has a shot in the race. I really do. I listened to an interview um, two nights ago on WWL Sports here in New Orleans. Tom ben uh, um, Tom Benson, Tom Amos did a great job in the interview talking about what Lone Sailor has done, what he's doing now, and what he needs to do to win or run well in the Kentucky Derby. And Tom Amos thinks that this horse has progressed well enough to be able to be a, a real contender in the Kentucky Derby. Now, he's a horse that's going to probably be somewhere mid-pack. 
Tom was talking about his post position. He's in the number eight post position. He was saying it's going to be easy for him to drop over to the rail because he doesn't have a lot of speed and save ground. Now, the big thing's going to be the trip. Once he kicks into gear, and he's going to kick into gear, what path he decides to take. James Graham, who is his rider, is a great little rider. He's, a, he's an Irish rider. He's been at the fairgrounds for a number of years. He is the hardest-working jock I've ever been around. He's a smart jock. He's a good jockey. I like his chances in here. It's all going to be what trip he takes and what path James Graham decides to put this horse on. So that, I think, is going to be the big key. But I do think, Aaron, that Lone Sailor definitely has a chance. You know, a lot of horses in here are big, big odds. People don't, a lot of people unfamiliar with the sport don't realize there is a formula to make the morning line to decide who's the favorite, who's second choice, third choice. And because of 20 horses, the line has to balance. And normally with a 10-horse field or 12-horse field, the longest shot may be 20 to 1. But because there's so many horses in the race, they have to make some what I call legitimate contenders big, big prices. And that's why a lot of times we have horses that win the Derby that are 20, 30, 40 to 1, that shouldn't be that kind of price, but because of the number of horses in the race, it it, it has to balance. So the, you get a generous price. This is a great race to find a good priced horse to bet on. Uh, one of them is not Justify, of course, the favorite at three to one. Why is Justify yes. such a big favorite? Justify is undefeated. He's trained by Bob Baffert, who you know he's just amazing. His accomplishments in Triple Crown races. Uh, he's bringing this horse around pretty slow. Uh, he's run three times at Santa Anita. He's won pretty convincing in all three. Um, he's got what I consider to be my favorite and best jockey around. Mike Smith is on him, so I think he is going to be the horse to beat. But he's never been this far before. He's never been a mile and a quarter, but his progression has been a seven furlong maiden race, a mile allowance race. Uh, then he won the Santa Anita Derby, which was a you know a distance race. So he's he's coming around. Let me give you these couple of facts real quick. I, I read this online yesterday. In the 143 years of the Derby, num- the number five post position has won ten times the most, and that of course is the horse Audible that won the Florida Derby. The number 10 post position has won nine times, and that's my boy Jack, Keith DeSormo's horse. And something I found real interesting, post number one hasn't won in 32 years since Ferdinand won. Post number two hasn't won in 40 years since Affirmed won the Kentucky Derby. So you've got some stats that are against some horses and some stats that are for some horses. But one of the things that I did, Aaron, when I looked at this race with a 20-horse field, I go through it first and I try and determine which horses I think can't win and then leave the group of horses that I think have legitimate chances and try and figure out which one is coming up to the race, progressing to the race. And there are a number of horses which I X'd off immediately, but – this is, man, this is a tough race. You've got a few horses that have never been, well, most of them have never been this distance. Now, there's a horse in here called Mendelssohn who won the United Emirates Derby by 18 and a half lengths. I saw the race. I watched it live. I don't know what this horse beat. I don't know what he beat, and I don't know. He's run one time in this country at Del Mar, and he did win, but I, I don't know. I really... I've kind of eliminated this horse, um, and I'm going to tell you who I like in this race. As I, we, as you know, I'm not a big fan of Kent DeSormo, and he is on his brother's horse, my boy Jack. I thought my boy Jack should have won the Louisiana Derby. Kent DeSormo had him out in the middle of the racetrack. He ran up to the lead, looked like he was going to go by everybody, and he just kind of hung. Then he comes back, and, and Keith, Kent's brother runs him back in the Lexington 
at Keeneland, and he wins. He gets up and wins. Comes. He was a little wide, and I saw an interview with, with Keith, and he was critical of Kent again about having him so wide. So if this horse has a trip, I think he can win. He's 30 to 1. He's going to be coming from way back. But there is enough speed in this race to set up for a come-from-behind closing type of horse. All right, Rick Macklin, we do this occasionally. Uh, you are fantastic at it. You've worn a lot of different hats, one of them being a track announcer. Are you ready to do like a mock call, the 20-horse field? But i got a couple others I want you to throw in there and try to incorporate them. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Got, uh, Aaron's Aces, a great horse, okay. thoroughbred. Uh, Ringo. Okay. Ringo. Tabor Mania. Table Mania? Tabor. Tabor Mania. Tabor Mania. Okay. You got those three. You got 20 horses. Let's hear what it sounds like, courtesy of Rick Mike. All right. They're moving down the back stretch. Justify has the lead. He's in front by two lengths. Bolt Dioro racing off of the rail is settled into second. Mendelssohn has dropped back to third. Magnum Moon is fourth. Aaron's Aces next on the inside, running in fifth. Ringo sixth on the outside. Table Mania is seventh. And my boy Jack is geared up from the outside. They move towards the top of the stretch. Justify has been on the lead every step of the way. Bolt Dioro hanging in second. Aaron's Aces third. Ringo has kicked into gear now on the outside. Table Mania is fourth. My boy Jack is bearing down on the outside. Coming to mid-stretch, justifying an all-out drive, has the lead. Aaron's Aces right there in second. Ringo third. Table Mania fourth. My boy Jack is grinding on the outside. Inside the 16th pole. This is going to be a close one. Aaron's Aces now gets the lead. Ringo is right there, table mania. My boy Jack is flying on the outside. A hundred yards to the wire. Aaron's aces. Here comes my boy Jack on the outside. My boy Jack and Kent DeSormo get up to win it by a neck. Aaron's aces in a great effort. Table mania. Tabor mania was third, and Ringo finished fourth. That was awesome. My boy Jack. I'm putting some money down on it then. Man, you oh, man. Hey, uh, we'll yell we'll at you here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we need to talk some uh, professional wrestling and, of course, uh, your history with uh, that entertainment coming up one day. Man, sounds great. I would love to do it. I had some really great experiences. Of all the jobs I had, the wrestling commentator job with Terry Funk was wow. the most fun I have ever had in any sport that I have been around. And I did some play-by-play with baseball and, of course, all the years in horse racing. But I tell you what, those guys, they're great. Some stay in character the entire time. Some turn the characters on and off like you wouldn't believe. And I tell you what, it was it was a great experience. Hey, Rick, I'm going on vacation. I need some extra money here. We got my boy Jack uh, You got as the winner. Who do you got at second and third? What's your trifecta? Well, honestly, I, I had Justify. I had my boy Jack winning it, Justify running second. And then I had uh, Vin Rosso finishing third. Johnny Velasquez chooses to stick with this Todd Pletcher horse. He's been on all the Pletcher horses, and he decides to stick with Vino Rosso, who won the Wood Memorial. So, I picked him third, and then I tell you, you know, after that, there's so many horses. I would pick a couple of price horses and stick them in if you're going to do a superfecta, and you might get one of those, uh, you know, busters at 50, 60 to 1 that, that hits the board that really makes the payoff good. You're the man. Appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Thank you, buddy. Thank you guys so much, and hopefully we'll talk for Preakness, okay? Sounds good. All righty. Bye-bye. Table Mania is my new favorite thing. <laughs> Taves has a new name. Man, how good is that, though, just to do that off the top of your How, how have you never enlightened us that, that Rick was involved with in some pro wrestling work? I know. Now Tabor's all in. My ears we have up, Rick man. on every single week. Yeah, I just learned that uh, last year after he made his uh, final appearance on the show uh, that, yes, he, the background that he's had in wrestling. Those should be some amazing stories. Oh, working with Terry Funk? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we'll work on that.
Mm, that's next time, right before the Preakness. My boy Jack, put it down. I came in fourth? That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, Table Mania. <laughs> you can't stop Table Mania. And it ain't 993-7762. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.